0: Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen
1: Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a gorgeous Saturday morning after a rather stormy evening that, uh, cleaned up everything. I see a few limbs laying around, but I tell you what, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Not at, not at my house anyway. So, uh, anyway, everything looks good out there this morning, nice and fresh, and it's supposed to be a gorgeous, almost first day of spring day. Uh, That's coming up in in a couple of weeks, but, uh. Welcome to the show. I think we got a good show for you, and we have—I won't call him a special guest. He's actually a regular that hasn't been here for a while. But we got Greg Moore with us this morning. How are you doing, Greg? Very doing good. Uh, good to see you sitting over there for a change.
2: Well, uh, I, I was a little under the weather, and, and that was basically it. But I've listened to the show, and, and, and what you think?
1: Very impressive. <laughs> Last week I was by myself, <laughs> and
2: and and I feel bad about that. But no, I, that's okay. But, uh, no, I'm 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 here for. From now on, is this I had a couple of bumps in the road and that sort of thing. But it is. It, it, I, I'm amazed at what all they've done in here. It looks nice, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, uh, 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 Cl- Clary and Ron Delaney, whatever they they got on with the pro. I mean, they really have. I'm I'm impressed.
1: I think Ryan, I don't know this for a fact, but I think Ryan uh, Clary did most of the work. I don't know if that's true or not. I think it is. I heard him talking about it. I don't know how much Tyler and Alex and some of the other ones did. I can promise you that Ryan Delaney might have helped pay for it, but I don't think he came in here and, <laughs> and glued these things on the wall. I know I didn't, and, but, you know, well, I do have did? a regular job. But th- it's a... Uh, it looks really good. I'm I'm proud of the work they've done so far. Yeah. It, it, Parking it, lot looks the same.
2: Well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. But no, A I, lot later. I, I, it's like, you know, I've been kind of out of commission for about three or four weeks. And, uh... Enjoy doing the show. Enjoy talking about racing. All kinds of racing. And, uh... I, I just love to do it. And, uh... Like I say, everybody that's on the show, has a, especially Perry, as far as racing history and all this other stuff, and we got a good crew, and uh, I'm just I'm just happy to, you know, feel good enough to come up here, and and i I'll be okay.
1: Well, we did have a great uh, our usual first guest of the year and last year last guest of the year is uh, Mike Helton, and you did arrange for that, but uh, we sort of. Sort of messed up last week with Bobby Allison, but I understand you got a phone call yesterday. Yeah, well, what
2: happened, Bobby was a little bit under the weather.
1: Because I talked to him Wednesday, and he was, sounded kind of iffy, but uh, he told me to call him back Friday, and then Friday, you or I, neither one of us could get a hold of him.
2: No, this went to his voicemail, but uh, the thing was is, yeah, he called back, and, uh, apologizing for not being I said Bobby you don't need to apologize <laughs> to nobody but i said but i said, I appreciate that, but uh you know Bobby's getting up in the here but his brain is still super sharp uh he sees he watches the races he has his opinions about this and, and different things and but uh
1: he said he'd come on later on in the year right oh yeah
2: yeah you know I, like I said no doubt about that.
1: But uh, you you know
2: you come up with a good point about some people to get and and some of our guests who are the greatest of all time. Some of these some of these people are getting a little bit older.
1: Well, we had Johnny Allen fill in last night uh, oh, last I, week, and he was uh he was still down in Daytona. He said, "I'm not going back up to north up north until it thaws out a little bit." So he was still down there, and uh and he was a great fill in. I called him on Friday, and he he was a great guest. Always is and uh more than happy to fill in for Bobby Allison so uh yeah i didn't even tell him that he was filling in for bobby allison i just said you want to come on the show so uh he, he always has
2: you know uh john allen whatever he uh he was instrumental in helping us with the motor stuff uh when we come out with a manifold cuz with going to the 6 liter without a restrictor plate and he'd done the test work at Greenville Pickens to where we get the manifold where it had a response coming up off the corner. And uh, he gave a lot of really good input on that deal. Well,
1: he's a good man. And speaking of Greenville Pickens, I was watching the Channel 7 News, uh, I guess that was Thursday night, it was. And they had a story on there, and it they had a reporter out there at Greenville Pickens. And I tell you what, they don't look like they're going to have any race in there, maybe ever again, because the article was about it being for sale, you know, as, uh, you know, maybe go the route of an industrial park or something, which is not going to be too good, but it looked kind of, the paint looked kind of faded, and, uh, you know, I've, I've, a lot of well, I went over, well, a lot of history, no kidding. Uh, And I, I went over there when it was both dearth dirt and asphalt. I was at the first asphalt race, as a matter of fact, which was the first race on, on ABC's uh, uh, that they carried flag to flag. First one ever. Bobby Isaac won it. Pearson was second. But, um, yeah, Greenville Pickens doesn't look like uh, it's too healthy right now.
2: Well, I think a lot of this situation comes from uh, you know, it takes a lot for promoters uh, you know, to, to, to draw people And a lot of people, you know, due to the Internet and and different things, utilize that. But uh, in the case of Greenville Pickens, you know, real estate, you know, Greenville and Spartburg have grown tremendously. Uh, Greenville probably more so than Spartburg, and I'm glad of it. I like the way Spartburg is, but uh, sometimes the real estate, is worth more than the racetrack now.
1: Uh, prob- probably more often than not, I would say. Well, and we've seen that happen. And, we saw and, it happen to
2: Ontario. Yep. And and we saw saw it happen to Riverside. Yep. All this stuff had to be with due to the fact that the land itself was more valuable than the racetrack and the events it put on. I don't necessarily agree with that. It's like with Greenville, Pickens. The racetrack needs to be there and have a stand full and people running and doing the whole thing but uh well I don't this understand. is this is 2023 I find that hard to believe but uh but yeah it, it is, it, you got priorities about certain things and uh NASCAR's aware of these things and and uh, lots of times we question what Helton and the crew does down there, but uh, well, uh things don't... have changed with, you know, we, we had the pandemic in this and, and the different things, but what really impressed me was NASCAR was the first big sport outfit to come out.
1: Well, that's a pretty good point, and it might be one of the things that did Greenville Pickens in. I don't know. I thought it was pretty healthy for, you know. I never go over there, but I thought it was pretty healthy. But you're right. After it seems like after the pandemic, maybe that's when it started going downhill. It could have. But, but anyway, uh, we'll keep a we'll keep uh an eye on that situation. I want to right off the bat, do something that I didn't do last week, and I thank Lanny McKinney. I let the whole show get away, and I keep a thing in front of me here, to, uh, with Lanny's names on the top of it. So I'll always remember to thank him for all that he does. And I didn't do it last week, so I. I'm sorry about that, Lanny, and, um, I I assume you're going to pick Blaney again, uh, he, um, going to win a race sooner or later, but Lanny's, uh, Lanny maintains our, the Budmore Engineering website, and he does our podcast, and, uh, he's recording the show for us right now, so, uh. He's our—he's a backup in a lot of different ways, and a great—a uh, great guy that we couldn't do without him, and we've had to do without him, and things get messed up when we do.
2: I know Lanny does a heck of a job, and and I've talked to him maybe once or twice since uh, the end of last season, and uh, he—you know—he—he he is an in, part of the—he's part of the team, a very important part of it. And he never, you know, he never lets us down. Like I do sometimes. No, you don't let us down.
1: <laughs> but you, you keep paying them fines, and you'll be okay. Oh yeah, Greg. Greg uh, paid a self-imposed fine this morning. But he I, didn't I, need to do that. I, uh, let I, me move on to some other things here. Uh, <laughs> that's true. We uh, um, we got a good show today at eleven o'clock. We're going to have Tony McFarland, whose father Ray Arnold was uh, on uh, Wendell Scott's pit crew. And this is our Black History Month show. Although, as Deb pointed out, February was Black History Month. However, if you'll notice, all the cars out at Las Vegas today, the trucks and everything, um, they're um, they're carrying a decal for Wendell Scott because today, usually it's somewhere around uh, March the 4th that we do this show, but today is March the 4th. And that was the day that Wendell Scott drove his first grand national race. Now, he'd been racing up in Virginia and North Carolina and around there on the short tracks, but this was the first time that he ever got on a grand national track, and it was right here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, at the Piedmont Interstate Fairgrounds. I was there. He bought a car from Buck Baker a few days earlier, Buck's old '60 Chevrolet, number 87. That's and, right. And um, when the car, Buck wasn't in the race, but I didn't know that, and and I don't remember what was going on with the PA system. Uh, there's some baloney that's in, uh, I don't know if it's baloney or not, but some things in, in uh, Wendell Scott's biography about the, the um, uh, PA announcer would, would purposely slur his name and uh, Wendell's name, which I don't believe that. I, anyway, point is, he drove that number 87, and it was in Spartanburg, and I'd seen that car. I'd sat in that car before when my father and I used to go around to the different race shops. And um, I thought it was Buck Baker. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know any different when they're going by and all that dust flying. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. But because it, it was Buck's car, but it was Wendell Scott. And it was his first race, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, later. I do want to touch for just quickly here before we go to our first break that there was a truck race last night. So let's get that out of the way because it will never be on NASCAR's greatest races. It was. Uh, It was a Kyle Busch victory, and I don't need to say much more than that. He doesn't. No, you don't
2: need to say a whole lot.
1: (laughs) He doesn't run too many of the auxiliary series or the, uh, not a good way to put it, the the other series. But he did run the truck race last night, and he is from Las Vegas, so you kind of can understand it. But he won it, and you know he always had a Toyota, but now that he drives for Richard Childress, he's in a Chevrolet now, and I know that tickles them to death. And I'll have more to say about Kyle Bush later, as far as his uh, um, his Cup career is going right now. Because, uh, well, I'll just say it. You know, he the the combination of Kyle Bush and Richard Childers is starting to look a little bit like Richard Childers and Dale Earnhardt. Your daddy told me more than once, and I've said it on this show many times, sitting at the Peach Blossom. People would ask your daddy, Bud Moore, who he's, he, if he could pick a driver, who he'd pick it. More than once, he said Kyle Busch. Never liked Kyle Busch very much, but he can drive a race car. And uh, so he won the race uh, last night for the trucks. Zane Smith was second. Ben Rhodes was third. Corey Heim fourth. Ty Majeski fifth. Christian Eckes was sixth. Carson Hocevar seventh. Chase Purdy eighth. Grant Enfinger ninth, and Jake Garcia was tenth. The points for the trucks, um, after two races, Zane Smith is the points leader, and he also is automatically uh, transferred to the playoffs because he has a win. Ty Majeski, is second. Third is Christian Eckes. Fourth, Matt Crafton. Fifth, Ben Rhodes. Sixth, Grant Enfinger. Seventh, Carson Hostsavar. Eighth, Matt D. Benedetto. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Ninth, Tanner Gray. And tenth is Chase Purdy. So uh, you go down to 13th and find Colby Howard, who races out of Simpsonville. So uh, we do have a South Carolinian in the truck series, and um, so that was last night, and it was it was kind of kind of ho hum. I think I took a nap in there someplace. I don't remember, but um, uh, the big news, and we'll get right to it because we're going to go to our break now in about thirty seconds and talk and uh, and then talk to Deb Williams. But the big news, I guess, right now, Greg, and you didn't even know about it till I told you, was that. Chase Elliott got hurt snowboarding yesterday, and uh, he's out for a while. They were going to have surgery last night on his Mm -hmm. leg. I don't know which leg. I don't know if it matters. I guess the right leg would be the one you really wouldn't want to. I don't know if it's broken or twisted, or I don't know exactly what's going on. And we'll get probably a whole lot more information about that from Deb. So let's take a break right now and come back and talk to Deb and, and see what else is going on on the national scene. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
0: Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM.
3: Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient
4: locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer, visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com.
5: Hey, everybody, this is Tyler Sugar. Join me weekday mornings from 7 until 9 right
3: here
0: on Bump and Run on Fox Sports, Spartanburg 98.3 FM, presented by Chris Foster Heating and Air, your local Ream specialist here in Spartanburg County. Join us as we talk high school sports, South
3: Carolina, Clemson, USC Update, Wofford, all the stuff that matters to you, and we have the best guests. Join us weekday mornings from 7 to 9 for Bump and Run here on Fox Sports, Spartanburg
6: 98.3 FM, on the Fox Sports Spartanburg app, and on our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com.
7: While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and BSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Suray or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or spartanphotocenter.com. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts,
5: wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom T-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a T-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848.
0: trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb.
1: And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And uh, Deb, how you doing this morning? I'm great.
8: How about yourself?
1: Doing fine. A beautiful morning compared to uh, last night when it was kind of miserable. But uh looks like a beautiful spring day out there. I guess the big news right now is Chase Elliott. And I don't know if, um, I don't know Greg and I very much about it at all other than he hurt his leg. Uh, I don't know any other details, if it's broken or twisted or which leg or anything, but I know he was, they say he was snowboarding. So uh, do you know anything more than just uh, those basic facts I just mentioned?
8: Well, it was his left leg. He underwent surgery last night, and Hendrick Motorsports has a press conference Scheduled for 9 o'clock this morning, Las Vegas time. So that'll be around noon, our time. And Josh Berry is driving the nine car at Las Vegas this weekend in the cup race. Now, I can tell you that the orthopedic surgeon who replaced my two knees is the Kendrick Motorsports doctor. And I'm sure that Ortho Carolina's Motorsports Program head was in contact if not already in vegas and rick hendrick has even let the orthopedic surgeon that replaced my knees use his plane to go to third world countries or i should say other countries and spend the week replacing people's knees and hips and all because they can't get the service there so i'm sure if that doctor was not on a plane to colorado last night or the head of the Ortho Carolina Motorsports Program. I'm sure they were in constant contact with them. So we'll know more at uh, the press conference this morning. Well, noon our time, 9
1: o'clock Las Vegas Yeah, I tell you, that was, you know, I I used to pick him every week, and now I sort of switch from the 9 to the 99. So uh, um, did they say anything about how long he's going to be out? Do you know anything?
8: Well, we don't know, and I'm sure that's something we'll know. And you know, the, the thing is, it's a different situation. With it being his left leg, and we don't know the extent of the injury, I'm sure they'll cover the answer to your question there at the press conference. But with the sequential shifter in the car, he's not going to have to use that left leg on a, um, a clutch like you would in the traditional H pattern. So that won't be an issue. Uh, the thing that always concerns them is if you're in an accident or need to get out quickly, would you be able to exit quickly? Uh, yeah. Now, his father has driven with a broken wrist with a cast on it before, and I remember when Bill was questioned about it when we were at Daytona, and I think Bill actually broke his wrist in a practice session crash at Daytona during Speed Week, and um, somebody asked him what it was like driving the car at 200 miles an hour with a cast on his wrist, and he said it was about like driving down a road, eating a hamburger, and you're steering with your knee. <laughs> that's so, not too
1: healthy.
2: <laughs> not Deb, yeah, but that's a good point. a lot point.
8: of things growing up that probably weren't too healthy. <laughs> that's
2: true. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a lot of that. But, Deb, you know, I think one of the things that is going to draw the most controversy, and you know, there was controversies lots of times about, uh, remember Bobby got hurt real bad in uh, the Hornets or something up in Minnesota.
1: Bobby Allison.
2: And uh, of what a driver's supposed to do and not do on his uh, on his off time. I do know well, that, that uh, football so coaches know. like Bob Bell at Spartanburg High School used to ride around, and if he saw kids playing street football, Oh, they'd get reamed out because they didn't have on no pads or nothing else. Uh but it's uh I like Chase, he's a good driver and the whole thing. I just hate it hate it to happen. I just learned about it this morning. But uh maybe well,
8: Chase has been snowboarding and snow skiing since he was a child. There was a time that uh he and his family lived out in the Colorado and um before they moved back to Dawsonville when he was elementary school age. And Bill used to fly his helicopter up to Cataloochee there in Maggie Valley and go snow skiing. So I'd say he's probably grown up on a snowboard just as much as he's grown up driving a race car. So, you know, those things are gonna happen. And I know that Rick Hendricks was always animately opposed to his drivers competing in other events. say late models or print cars. And Kyle Larson was the one who changed his mind on that because he saw the advantages to Kyle going and driving in the other event. And Jeff Gordon and them have been encouraging their drivers to go do things outside their comfort level. Now, snowboarding is in Chase's comfort level. But, you know, I mean, it's kind of like Dolly Parton says, don't get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. So, are you going to... The night before the California race, Kyle Bush went out go-karting with his crew. And, you know, there's all kinds of things. Are you going to tell them they can't horseback ride? Or are you going to just tell them they can only work out in gyms? Well, you know, shucks, you can tear a rotator cuff lifting weights in a gym. So... I, I can't say it the way Bill Elliott would say it, because we're on public radio
1: right now. <laughs> Nobody's I, listening. <laughs> <laughs> Except the one guy that yeah. listens to you every week. <laughs> I don't want
8: to get us in trouble with the FAA. Okay. FCC. FCC. Yeah, know. I don't think the just airplanes care. The FAA, you, you know, <laughs> I don't know. They're in trouble all the time anyway. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just like the... Saturday before the August Bristol race, I was mowing my yard. I put my lawn tractor up. It had been raining. I slipped on the ramp. Uh, My feet flew out from under me. I fell. I broke my left wrist. First time in my life I'd ever broken anything. And, I mean, I've gone off of some, and all the sports I've played and horses I've gone off of, and that was the hardest I'd ever hit the ground. Mm. And just less than a week later, I'm over every Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s plane crash with a cast on my left wrist. And the head of Ortho Carolina's motorsports program, Bill Heisel, knew my situation. He looked at my x-rays. I was able to text them to him that night from the emergency care center, our urgent care center. And, you know, by Monday, the person that was putting the cast on my wrist had orders that he was to bend the, wrist, the cast a certain way in my wrist area so that I could rest it on my laptop, and the cast wasn't supposed to go uh, too far up my fingers so that I would still be able to type on my laptop, mm. and I wrote that way. I wore that hard cast for four weeks, and then I had a soft cast for two weeks and went to a month's therapy, Deb, but I never stopped writing.
1: Deb, um, I don't remember know if you said this or not. Maybe you did, and I missed it, but uh, is his leg broken, or is it just sprained real badly, or ligaments torn, or what, what's the, what's I the problem? I
8: don't know. They haven't, they haven't said, okay. and I'm sure that's something that will be covered at the press conference this morning. Mm-hmm. All they said was that he suffered a, a leg injury, and that he was to go under surgery last evening uh, for the left leg injury. Well, that was that's all, that's all we know at
1: this time that was interesting what you said about uh, Hendrick. uh I think you said it was Hendrick encouraging their drivers to to branch out and do other things like especially yeah. something that was doing
8: it. Mm-hmm. As, uh,
1: like sprint car racing because um your old boss, you worked for Penske, I remember it must have been it seems like it was nineteen seventy six or seven that uh, his main driver was Gary Bettenhausen and he was driving indie cars and that matador and uh He had a crash, I think it was at Syracuse, in a sprint car, and, uh, you know, he never did completely recover from that until the day he died, although he raced and sat on the front row at Indy and things. He never had much use for his, uh, I believe it was his right arm. Anyway, whichever one it was, you know, it just sort of hung hung loosely by his side, and he continued to race. But I remember reading in uh, the Bettenhausen family biography that covers all of them, Merle and Tony and everybody that uh, Penske fired him on his uh, went to the hospital and fired him which is not funny but uh, you know it was like he pretty much frowned on the extracurricular activities and and what Greg was talking about was Bobby Allison I think he was driving for Penske when he was running that Hornet and that was up in uh, Minnesota somewhere in Minnesota he crashed that thing and got hurt real bad I don't know that he got fired but it was just you know it it can it can come back to bite you when you do extracurricular things other than your main uh, racing job.
8: Well, that's true. But, and like I said, it's only been recently that Rick Hendrick has changed his attitude. And it was Kyle Larson that changed his attitude. And that was because Kyle Larson showed him that him continuing to go out and compete at uh, other dirt races and sprint cars and all brought attention to him and the company and his sponsors increased the fan base and kept him sharp and you know it's um, when I say they're encouraging it they're encouraging to do things after out of their comfort zone to where they grow as a person is the way Jeff Gordon is encouraging them to do it and William Byron races light models occasionally Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think Chase has been going out and doing much extracurricular racing. But, you know, are you going to tell them they can't go bowling? Because they might hurt their fingers or their wrist? Are you going to tell them they can't horseback ride? Are you going to tell them they can't go go go-kart racing? I mean, it's it's a situation where it's part of life, and you don't want it to happen. You hate when it happens. But, I mean, last night, look at the wind. You could have been walking from your car to your house and got hit in the
1: head by a tree limb. That's absolutely the truth because my wife and I, we took our cars and parked them across the street in the church parking lot because I've got these huge oak trees all over my, my yard. And, uh, I could just, uh, in, in fact, a, a big limb fell off of the one across the street from my house and landed in the road. Um, let's move on a little bit here now because we did have some racing last week. and You know, I've just kind of got a sneaking suspicion I was telling Greg about it this morning that this combination of uh Richard Childress and Kyle Busch is uh I mean it's pretty formidable. I can I can just about see him uh, uh going on a tear here and uh stinking up some races from time to time. It really is and you know I think
8: when you look at the talent Kyle Busch possesses and the attitude that both and Richard Childress have and that is that the only thing that matters to them is winning he has brought a spark to Richard Childress Racing that has been missing for decades and I'm not comparing, I want to say this up front, I am not comparing Kyle Busch to Dale Earnhardt or saying he's like Dale Earnhardt or, but he has brought the fire back to that team that they had that that team had or possessed when Dale Earnhardt was there, exactly, and I know Richard Childress said that he was surprised at the knowledge that Kyle Bush has about a race car, and you know I think that's one thing that makes them so good and if you will think back maybe it was two years ago at Pocono when Kyle Busch won that race after coming back from a lap or something down, and he had gear shift issues, and he was having to hold the gear shift with one hand in place and drive with another, there were like three huge obstacles that he faced in that race, and he still managed to win it, and um, after that race a week or so, I was going into Charlotte Motor Speedway, and the entryway at the Smith Tower and Kyle happened to be coming out and I stopped Kyle and I said I just wanted to commend you for winning that race at Pocono. I said I've covered this sport over 40 years and there's one, only one other driver that could have done what you did and that's Dale Earnhardt.
4: I and, agree with you.
8: Um, you know, he he was shocked that I had stopped him and, and told him that but you know he was very polite. He thanked me and Hell, he was
1: surprised, but he's he's a well of a race car driving talent. Well, I, and I, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't no. didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I'm bad That's about okay. that sometimes. When you're as old as I am, if you don't say what you're thinking, it's gone. But <laughs> but I do. Re- you got that right. And I'm being I'm repeti- a, now. I'm am a class example. Now, now I'm being repetitive <laughs> because I said this not to you, but I said it to our listeners when Greg and I were chatting before the show before. Um, your segment. Um, I don't know how many times I was eating with Bud Moore, and in the course of the conversation, somebody would ask him if he could pick a driver, who would he want? And he every time said Kyle Bush. Interesting. Yeah. And, Interesting. And, and you know, I wonder here's another angle that's just flashed through my foggy brain um, Chevrolet's got to be beside themselves with uh, having Kyle Bush driving. Their car and truck, and he won the truck race last night. In a, in a you know, going away, uh, and, and I think maybe there might be a little consternation over at Toyota for for him getting away, because I don't think he had to leave. I mean, it sounded like just a contract thing. I, I don't, you know, more about that than I do. But uh, the point is, Chevrolet's got to be ecstatic.
8: Oh, I'm sure they are, and it's like Kyle Bush said that if the contract situation had involved just him. Then it would have been done earlier, but it involved his truck team as well. And he was watching out for them. And so his contract had to not only cover him and his cup racing, but it also had to include his truck team. So that made things a little more complicated for the manufacturers concerned, and that was the reason it took so long.
1: Deb, um, Alan Hill, who does the the local segment after your segment that takes us to the top of the hour is not with us today. So uh, you've got some extra time. What else, uh, I mean, if you want it, <laughs> but what else uh, <laughs> What else uh, came away from California uh, if, if, in fact, and I think it was the last race on the two-mile track before they make it something else? I, I haven't ever heard definitely if it was going to be a, a half-mile. That's the most frequent thing I've heard. I don't know if it's going to be a mile or, or what exactly they're going to do. But what else did you do? Uh, you come away with from uh, from Kyle Busch, uh and the race at California, and any, anything else you want to cover? You got some time here. How's it going with well, Auto Auto Week?
8: Okay, well I'll cover all three. Thank you. Okay. Uh, first of all, California. What I thought was interesting there was that it basically after that, well, it was developing this way. But after they had that massive crash on the restart, it actually turned into a Kyle Busch-Ross-Castain battle. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you look at the stats, Castain was the top lap leader, and Kyle Busch was next. And I thought it was interesting in the post race interview that that time when Kyle Busch was behind Castain and he was,
1: We're losing your audio a little bit there, Deb. I don't know what's going on, but you're fading out on us there. All right.
8: Hold on. Let me take you off my
1: you still there with us, Deb. She's fixing something. Okay. Now we're back. Oh, man. Do that every week. In fact, I have That sounds a lot better, Well,
8: I can't do it when I'm at the racetrack.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I got to... When I'm at the
8: racetrack, I have to have the headset on, and it could be that I need a new headset, because... I can't have you on
1: speakerphone when I'm at the racetrack. Okay. Well, t- I got a text um, while you were, you know, in, about 10 minutes ago from Lanny saying that uh, Deb's uh, audio was too low. And I've, I've got you, I had you jacked up as far as this thing would go over here. But then okay. you, you were really fading out. But that. That's okay. You're perfect right now. You're you're worth it even if we can barely hear you.
8: <laughs> well, you need to tell me those things. You could have sent me a text and, and told me that. Oh, i just tell um, you
1: on the air. It's okay. Oh, okay. But anyway, what I was going to say. You're perfect um, now. You're perfect. <laughs>
8: okay. When Chastain was leading there and Kyle Bush kept trying different ways to pass him, in the Kyle's post-race interview, he made the comment that Ross was mirror-driving him, that he was watching to see where he was going, and then he was taking his line away. And I thought that was interesting that Ross would do that that early in the race. You know, usually you hear about a mirror driving down to, say, the last five or ten laps at Daytona or Talladega. So I thought that was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. And then um, the other thing was in the Xfinity race, with it being after the Cup race and Don Hunter Nemechek winning that race, it was pointed out that his father had won the pole for the first Xfinity race at the at that track. So the Nemechek kind of bookended the mm-hmm. two-mile California speedway. So I mm-hmm. thought those two things were interesting. Um, Corey, in regards to items on Auto Week that I've written that you can read, uh, we had a really interesting Zoom conference with Corey LaJoy on Wednesday. And I'm sure a lot of people have noticed that Corey cut his hair for this year. And he's come in with more of a GQ look this year. And Corey talks about that, and he, trust me, people, he has not changed. He is still a a harsh realist who's very blunt and honest with his answers. So it was really interesting how he kind of hit a reset button on his life. And I cover that in uh, a Corey LaJoy feature that's currently up on Auto Week. His His
1: dad was like that, wasn't he?
8: Yeah, yeah, but I think Corey's a little more blunt than Randy. Okay. From what I remember Randy, I mean, I remember when Randy won the one of his Bush Series championships and he and his crew chief came into the press box at Rockingham and sat up there and drank beer while they did our post-race interview. And then when they left the press box, they were over there around the transporter and fans were around there and they were over there partying with fans. So, you know, Randy is, uh, his father is very uh, honest and forthright and all. Maybe the best way I should say it is in this day and age, Corey's candidness is extremely refreshing. You now, he's one of those that is always going to give you exactly what he thinks. He's not going to pull any punches. And one thing that I thought was interesting, he said that, you know, he wanted to show the way he's with his stacking pennies and um, podcasts, and now he's a regular on Sirius, and there were a lot of things that he did away from the track. And in 2019, he got the Spirit Award from the National Motorsports Press Association for his giving up his pay and giving $100,000 to Samaritan Speaks. And he wanted to show that he was, um, you know, he, he couldn't be extendable away from the track. Well, now he wants people to know that he's such a good driver that they need him, you know. And it's just a really, I thought it was in-depth. He talked about backing away from social media in January and going to a dry January. And it, it's spending more time at the shop. So it's, I think it's a real insightful discussion with Corey. He really opened up to the the, the select media that was on that Zoom conference. Let's go. Hmm.
1: No, I was just gonna say before the time gets away and we've only got like a three minutes left, we need to do our picks. So, uh, oh um,
8: yeah,
1: I yeah, and the point standings that Deb has uh, compiled. Uh, I am leading. This is after California. Uh, I've got five points. Ronnie is as high as I think he's ever been. He's got three. Lanny's got three, and Deb's got one. And uh, I tell you what, let's let Greg go because uh, he's, he can catch up in a couple of weeks, but uh, he hasn't even had a pick so far this year. I can tell you that already Ronnie uh, has picked. Uh, i let him go ahead. He's uh, under the weather. He picked Kyle Bush as he had him last week. Uh, Lanny is with Blaney, and I'm going to stick with Tootsie's Lounge and, uh, Daniel Suarez. Greg, who do you want?
2: I'm just sitting here trying to think.
1: Well, think fast.
2: Uh, what's... <laughs> what, what's the driver that runs real good and he went to Penske? Uh, name escapes me. Uh, you know, one Talladega in and Jimmy Means' car or something in '09.
1: nine. Uh, oh, you're talking about Keslowski? Yeah. He runs for house,
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with him. All right. Well, you I, I, just, I just, for some reason, I had a mental block. Oh, that's another one we talked. I did talk
1: to Jack. Okay, well, wait a minute. We, let's do this. We're running out of time. Deb, you go ahead. You're the last one.
8: I want Cassane.
1: Our... Okay, want we'll caffeine. talk to One. Okay, that's good. Uh, well, Deb, uh, I gave you about an extra eight minutes, so... Uh, <laughs> We'll uh, as long as uh, Adam's not coming in, you you got a longer segment. So, thank you for everything. Oh, you're not at a racetrack, are you? No, I'll be
8: at a track, and my next track is Atlanta.
1: Okay, that's what I thought you said. Okay, well Deb, thank you so much. A lot of good insight there about Chase and uh and uh and everything about the health of the drivers and, and what they can and can't do. And we appreciate it. We will talk to you again next thank week. You. Oh,
8: it's
1: a pleasure. All right, thank you, Deb. Thank you. Uh. Smartest woman I know, Greg.
2: By far, no uh, doubt about it. Very knowledgeable, been around a long time. She what said, were
1: you going to say now? Because we only got like a minute. Uh, Just, just she. No, uh, about Roush. You were. Oh, up.
2: oh, yeah, about Jack. I, I talked. Did it as bad as me? Go
1: ahead. I <laughs> talked.
2: I talked to Jack about uh, a week and a half ago, and he said he'll do the show. And like I say, he's had a little bit of health issues and some different things. And, and like the rest of us, he keeps having birthdays. <laughs> uh, but but no, uh, Jack had, had verbally said he will be on the show for us uh, later in the year, or, or maybe next week, or or whatever, depending on what the schedule is. So I, I think it's uh, it, it's amazing to me that that the show it has got so much strength that. Well, they they know we we know we got they know we got a good thing and and uh, it's, it's really impressive that uh, a lot of these people pick uh, pick the phone up and uh, those wonderful people. Uh, All
1: right. Well, um, hopefully we'll have Jack and uh, you know uh, something's going on over here with the computer. I don't know. Uh, it says automation off. If you're listening, Tyler or something like that, I don't know if we've got a Because I haven't touched the thing since uh since I did Deb's, Deb's part and I was uh actually thinking that we were coming to the top of the hour. We still got ten minutes. <laughs> I could have kept de- <laughs> I could kept Deb Well, I'm so concentrating on this thing down here saying that the uh automation is off. I d I don't know I don't know what that's gonna do at the top of the hour. But let's uh Let's move ahead here, and um, I was gonna. I should have. Uh, oh man, I should have noticed that uh, that a little earlier. Um, so anyway, live radio, folks. It's. Uh, I did great by myself, Greg, and, uh, <laughs> and I get somebody in here to help me. And uh, I don't know if we're in trouble here or not. We'll find out pretty soon. Um, anyway, uh, the um, they did as we just mentioned run a cup race last week at. Uh, California, and that was won by Kyle Bush, as we have noted, and Chase Elliott was second. So Chase is uh, Chase, uh, not going to be around for I don't know how many weeks. It will be interesting to see what comes of that press conference that they're having at uh, noon our time. Ross Chastain was um, third. Daniel Suarez was fourth by pick. Kevin Harvick was fifth. Denny Hamlin sixth. Brad Keselowski was seventh. He's running pretty good there, uh, actually, Greg. In that, um, but he, he he races for Roush Fenway Keselowski now. It's yeah, like uh yeah, and, and RFK they call it.
2: I don't I don't know why, but uh, I just had a mental block. I'm
1: having them all uh, the time. And uh, but I can't even read the clock over here. Um, Kevin Harvick was fifth. Denny Hamlin was sixth. As I said, Keselowski was seventh. Alex Bowman eighth. Austin Diller, ninth and Joey Logano was 10th, so that's two pin, uh, two children's uh, cars in the top 10. And um, looking at some other finishers here, 12th uh, was Ricky Stenhouse, the uh, Daytona winner. Kyle Larson, who was Deb's pick last week, he went out right off the bat. I don't know if you watched the race last week, Greg, but uh, he was uh, like uh, a few laps into the race, he was in the pits with a uh, some sort of electrical problem. I, uh, I, I believe saw it parts was. of it. And, I
2: saw like the first part, and and then like the last segment.
1: And he never did uh, recover. He he rode rode around with him uh, for 185 laps, and uh, ended up uh, 15 laps behind. So, uh, and Almendinger was the first car out of the race. He didn't last long at all. So anyway, the point standings after uh, the the playoff standings that that is what we are interested in. Ricky Stenhouse and Kyle Bush are in due to their uh, their victories so far this year. Ross Chastain is second. Joey Logano is third. Fourth is um, uh, Joey Logano. Fifth is Alex Bowman. Sixth, Kevin Harvick. Seventh, Daniel Suarez. Eighth is Chris Boucher. Ninth, Denny Hamlin. And tenth, Brad Keselowski. Eleventh is Martin Truex Jr. Twelfth, Ryan Blaney. 13th, Corey LaJoy. 14th, Chase Elliott. 15th is Christopher Bell. And 16th is Michael McDowell. And if we went to the playoffs, that would be your, your playoff field as of right now. Of course, that's going to change a lot. because There's, uh, there's people like Kyle Larson and uh, William Byron that, you know, are probably going to end up in the, in the uh, playoffs before it's over with. But as of right now, they are on the outside looking in.
2: Perry, can I say one thing? You know, we we're, yeah. were talking about the uh, uh, Rob Chastain. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, our buddy Larry Burrow. You know, he he mans the uh, starch engine simulator, and we we got he's gotten to the point with the new suspension and the whole thing. And Ross Chastain seemed like, from the way we got it figured, his name looks like a a possibility of winning a lot and you know we, we've heard his name brought out a lot more but, uh, but there's, there, there's something to it and uh, you know you hear some, some of these drivers I guess maybe they're at your peak or uh, depending on what kind of equipment they in and everything but Dr. Uh, uh, Chastain he's he definitely a very big factor really any time he drives and not that he's the only one but uh, the
1: the computer seems to, to like him do you do that thing I don't I, I, he just lives about a block away from me I should go down there and look at that simulator
2: It it's it it's, it was uh, that was a project uh, by the fact it was Nelson Crozer's last project and, and Larry's a computer with and it, it fooled with simulators and been involved in racing going races with us and stuff for years and it's we got one of the better ones and we've approached it different ways and like I say we, we can't give machine uh, points for picking a winner mm-hmm. but it does indicate a lot of the stuff Is this our system is just that close and a lot of it has to do with the fact that who's always driving it and you change variables around but uh it's
1: a pretty good indicator i think i've i've i was on the one at the nascar hall of fame of course i haven't been there in about five or six years but uh yeah we need to go back up there but it's it's pretty uh it's it's a lot of fun but these drivers like uh i know jeremy talks about going to charlotte to to use one somewhere I, i don't know exactly where he goes to do it but he's uh you know, for tracks he's unfamiliar with, like when they went up and even tracks he is familiar with, but I, know, I think last year when they went up to Portland and they'd never raced there before he got on the simulator to, uh, it you know, to f- familiarize himself with, with the, with the course. Yeah. And it, 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 let me ask you this, because speaking of that Portland race last year, you know, it rained, right? Well, I mean, can you simulate that on a, on a simulator?
2: Yeah, to, to some degree, uh, Basically, it depends on how you put the components of how detailed you want to do it. Yeah. Ricky's
9: Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com, plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either.
1: well here's what happened <laughs> when i had deb on i said well alan's not here so i'll just let her keep going but at 11 40 i was supposed to play a break which we just had and, it, and i texted tyler that you know what was going on and He immediately recognized it because he's uh, about twice as smart as I am about this anyway, for sure. Everybody is. And uh, so I forgot a break, so he just fired it off from uh, Union or wherever the heck he is right now. And uh, and now we'll be back on schedule because in 36 seconds we'll get the top of the hour from Fox. And uh, that was just me. That was – I I was concentrating so hard on – Letting Deb keep going that I didn't uh I didn't do the commercial break, but we just had it. So now in twenty seconds, hopefully we will go to the top of the hour. And uh anyway, Greg, you got a this is not a good start for your first day back, but uh we're gonna go to Fox right now and come back and do our black history celebration. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
0: The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Here's what you need to know. In a
5: clash between the top two teams in the West on Friday night, Denver prevailed over Memphis 113-97 by Nikola Jokic's 25th triple-double of the season. Denver leads the Grizzlies by six games for the best record in the West. The Minnesota Timberwolves defeated the Lakers in L.A. 110-102 to despite 38 by Anthony Davis. The Lakers stayed one game behind 10th place New Orleans because the Pelicans lost at Golden State 108-99 as the Warriors rallied from a 17-point first-half deficit. Golden State on a five-game winning streak. So is Sacramento. DeMontis Sabonis the game-winning free throws with seven seconds remaining as they defeated the Los Angeles Clippers 128-127. And the Phoenix Suns improved to 2 Q and o with Kevin Durant in the lineup thanks to a 125 to 104 victory at Chicago I'm Isaac Long
3: tracing roots to 1832 Jani is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting clients needs first with nearly 200 years of experience we are committed to providing services and solutions tailored to fit your unique needs and preferences to help clients reach their personal and business goals When you're seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who has recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. Baseball season is here.
0: 2-0 Hammer to deep left. Back goes Sidem. Watch it go. It's out of here.
3: And the Garnet and Black are
0: ready. Swing and miss. Got it. High Heat 93. The pitch, it is hit and hit well to left. Back on it goes both. He's going to watch it fly out of here.
3: Tune in all season long on your home for South Carolina baseball, the Gamecock Sports Network from Learfield.
10: Gentlemen, start your ringtone.
0: From our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry
1: Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines here on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And as we do every year, it is a real pleasure to honor Black History Month, which is pointed out to me was last month. But we do it, as you will notice, at um, Las Vegas. All the cars and trucks racing out there have a special uh, decal attached to it, um, on it, commemorating Wendell Scott's first start, which was exactly... March the 4th, 1961. So this is the anniversary of Wendell Scott's first Grand National Race. And as I've pointed out, he had raced a lot before he ever got to Spartanburg. But this is where it began, and we're real proud of that. And uh, I have uh, Tony McFarland, whose dad, Ray Arnold Jr., was um, on uh, Wendell's pit crew. And that's how I met Tony through a little celebration of his life. Ray Arnold's life yep. that she was having out at the fairgrounds and I just happened to pick up on it on the news one night and I ran out there and the rest is history. So welcome on the show, Tony. It's great to have you again.
11: Great to be back. Great to be back.
1: And uh I don't know if you've uh watched any of the races last night or, or watched the race last night, the truck race, but uh there was uh Rajah Karuth had a car, a truck. And uh, it was yep, yep the the Wendell Scott Foundation was on there, and all the trucks bore a decal with uh, you know commemorating Wendell's first start. So, uh, Tony, tell us a little about um, your background, and uh, and then when sure. when when you're done, pass it along to because uh, we have some other people on the on the phone here that Tony's hooked up for us. Uh, Tony's brother Trey and uh, uh, Mr. Ron Stewart, who's a historian. So, Tony, why don't you take it for a few minutes?
11: I definitely will. So uh, I'm glad to be back on Start Your Engines. Uh, This is Tony Arnold McFarlane. I'm from Spartanburg. People probably know me as Tony Arnold there. Went to Spartanburg High School. Go (laughs) Vikings. And uh, just wanted to mention briefly, uh, I am live from Raleigh, North Carolina today. And, yes, Perry, Mr. Perry Wood and I met in July of 2020, um, shortly after my dad passed. Actually, we had a little bit of celebration. We kicked it off over at the um, fairgrounds in Spartanburg, South Carolina, where he met Wendell Scott on this day um, as his, at his first NASCAR race. So, um, sixty-two years Far- ago. Yep, sixty-two years ago. Yep, That's exactly right. I'm time gonna. Flies. Uh, Pat- yes, say that again.
1: I said, time flies. That's Greg Moore. Yeah, he definitely did it. Bud Moore's oh, hey. son. Greg is here with us. and uh, he, um, Oh, hey, Greg. He, this is his first show of the year. He's been a little under the weather, but he's back. And, uh, of course, his dad is Hall of Famer Bud Moore. And uh, yeah. very knowledgeable about racing. So, uh, I mean, more than any of us probably. But uh, go ahead, Tony. Take it. All
11: right. Thank you, Greg. Nice to see you again. I'm going to pass it on over to Trey. Trey it's my brother. Trey, you want to talk a little bit about... You, your background, and your connection to race. That, that's my connection to race. And I, my dad, uh, like I said, he, being around him, uh, not just with uh, NASCAR, but also he had a high school drag racing team, Eastside High School, and I'll let Trey um, include that on his comments. Go ahead, Trey. Yeah.
12: so I'm, I'm Raymond on the third, and they call me Trey, because I'm the third. Um, I also went to Spartanburg High School, go Vikings again and then I uh, went to South Carolina State University, major in uh mechanical engineering and um through some channels I ended up working at Ford Motor Company. So um so my dad, you know, he taught the uh, Eastside High School in Greenville, South Carolina for thirty years. And uh so like Tony said, he had uh, this high school had a drag racing team. And the car was a a 69 Dodge Charger, just like the General Lee from Duke of Heathers.
1: I bet it didn't have a Confederate flag on the top. No, it did not
2: have that. Thank goodness. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Thomas Stone did.
12: (laughs) That was Rev Wickersham, anyway. It did have a a real nice paint, blue and gold, that the students actually painted. And uh, they actually entered it in a lot of those stars and cars, car shows back in the day. And um it had uh, they won some trophies with it. So it was, it was not only a drag car, it was a show car.
1: That's fantastic. A nice to have, a, for a high school a, to have a, a drag racing team. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah,
12: I was thinking it was probably one it was it was one of the first or one of the only ones in the area and um it had a it had a three hundred eighty three with four forty heads on it. I mean it was it was pretty nice, you know. <laughs> so, um they um I don't know what ended up happening with the car over the years but uh they ran it for a long time and the students had to maintain a c average at least to be on the team and uh they had racing jackets i mean my dad was yep. all about the, the look He had to have the merch the look everything had to be you know <laughs> punch. so um well that that was just the way he that had to be a, everything
1: that had to be a real incentive for uh students to, I mean, I know it would have been plenty to keep my grades up, you know, if I could have been on a racing team like that. That's fantastic. Where did y'all run at uh, um, Greer? I mean, that would that's practically in the backyard of Eastside High School. Correct. It was Greer High School. And
12: they even uh, even the class that made the trailer, that they transported it off. So he had, you know, he taught welding. It was fabrication. They had a, actually a couple of other students in his first, and he had a, a shop now in Greenville. He had a, a 56 Ford F100 that they would actually customize in the class. So, and my dad always it was always a project, a hot rod, a drag racing project during his time. So, when he met uh, when Scott at the fairgrounds in '61, they met because my dad let him borrow his carburetor to, uh, so he could run the race. But, Unbelievable! <laughs> the story the, the sort of how they met.
11: <laughs> right. I, I'm yeah. gonna. I was just gonna chime yeah. in real quick and say that if those are listening, if you go to arnoldlegacycenter.com, dot com, a r n o l d l e g a c y center dot com, and click racing, you'll see a picture of this car that we're talking about. There's some other pictures up there as well, but. This uh, East Side High School drag car. There's a nice picture of it on that on that site if you go out there. And also, I want to mention too, Lincoln High School. That was the first school Dad taught at for 15 years, and then he did went to East Side for 15 years. So he taught a total 30 years before he retired. But he, I know there's some Lincoln High School rattlers out there too, and they'll be mad if we don't say send a shout out to them. Right. Some of them are in the racing as well.
1: And, yeah. w- and yeah. when yeah. your father yeah. your, when your father passed, they did a a nice little feature on him on NBC. Uh, during the race that week, I don't remember where the race was, but they, they I thought, honored him uh, quite nicely.
11: Yeah, actually, on that same site, ArnoldLegacyCenter.com, if you click media, you'll see the tribute that Bubba Wallace did on ESPN. You'll see some of the media clips. you see some of the, the newspaper clippings. Uh, you know, it, it was on national news, or you know, through the newswire. So you'll see all of that out there on that site.
1: That's great.
2: It's unbelievable. I, I'm 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 impressed. I, I never knew that they actually had a high school drag race team. team. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that, that that that's so <laughs> impressive. Oh yeah, I
12: it was, not, it was a, lot, a lot of fun. I wish I wish I went to his high school. I wish I was able to go <laughs> to that high school and get, be in that class. But you know, I was in uh, a farmer high school. We didn't uh, we didn't. I wasn't in the vocational education
11: program because I guess I was getting it home for free. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and maybe Perry, one day we can get some of them students to call in because they work in the industry now. Like they, a lot of them working automotive technology, got their own shops or work work right here in the you know right there in the Greenville Spartanburg area. So, oh, that'd be we great. Can right. Maybe at some point pull them in. We'll round some yeah, up, so and I, when yeah. you
1: get them, we'll uh, we'll do another uh, segment you know it doesn't have okay. we don't have to wait till March the 4th to do it we'll, we'll do it July yeah. the 15th <laughs> if we have to you know just anytime you um and I'll say this I probably should say this off the air but you know I know uh Tony you've talked about uh the lady at NASCAR uh I don't know if she was in charge of the diversity program but I, I she had something to do with it and you had talked about maybe getting her on you know go if you want to line these people up we will find a place to have you uh i mean okay. we'll, we'll have you immediately you know because we always usually have 20 minutes here or there that we can um right. you know have some flexibility so you just you line us things up and we'll take i tell you i'd love to have and and i know we still got to get to some of your your other guests here but you know i'd love right. to have uh uh anything any of the any uh african american or black drivers you know any crew chief and the people you're just talking about uh you know, okay. that, that'd be great. Do that in a heartbeat. Well, Willie T. Ribbs is, is a dream of mine to have on this show, and I've never really reached out for him, and I'd, I'd love to have him on.
11: Well, w- one person I want to try to get is uh, Perry Hamilton. He is what I would call uh, an, an equivalent to Ron Stewart, who's going to come up next. Uh, Perry Hamilton is like a walking motorsports encyclopedia. Um, My uh, kind of he, guy. He's probably special. Yeah, your kind of guy. Now he probably probably knows the most about um, uh, blacks and motorsports, or just as much as probably him and Frankie Scott could have a long conversation. Like they both are walking encyclopedias when it comes to this conversation, is, and uh, you know they know the history. And Mister um, Perry Hamilton was a part of the team as well, and uh, has a plethora of information and and content and all of that. So it, it is really just. It'd be a nice place to. We should have an expo or something at some point in Spartanburg. Just have an exhibit. Absolutely. So they can come out. But yeah, yeah, I would more than happy to do that. And um, uh, my full time work. I didn't mention this, but I work at John Deere under Manager of STEM Diversity Advancement. If you go to the JohnDeere.com dot com site, you'll see an article out there about me. But those are the kind of things I like to do. But I got my interest uh in mechanical engineering being around my dad and helping him out. And I went to North Carolina State University in Raleigh, which is where I still reside. And, you know, North Carolina is a huge NASCAR state. There's a lot of history uh, with NASCAR in North Carolina and, and South Carolina as well.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I quickly, in 2010, or 2012 it was, actually, uh, they asked me to do a history of auto racing in Spartanburg County, and I did and they gave me a little corner of uh, of the Chapman Cultural Center down there to to put some exhibits in, and we ended up taking over the whole floor. That's we had great. so much. But I did not know about Ray Arnold. I mean, I'm so sorry. You, but what I'm thinking is you, that, that would be the perfect place that we could put on a, you and I or whoever yep. could put a display, and maybe they'd let us, you know, keep it up all summer like, like the one I had. Exactly. And my dad was
11: actually at that event because... Someone who he loaned some material to, I met her in 2020 and, and had to get it back for him. I saw her name was for stuff I was cleaning up at the house. But, yes, he was actually at that event. Well, I wish you'd You he know. probably saw him, and maybe y'all just didn't know who each other were. Uh, we was did
1: not. Event. I would have, I would have uh, definitely made him a, a part of it. I mean, you know. I, yeah. We, anyway, go ahead. I, I, I digress.
11: Sure, sure. Well, look, I, w- I want to also introduce Ron Stewart. Uh, we actually met Ron in the Hall of Fame, at the Hall of Fame induction of Team 34 that was in Charlotte. I think that was 2015, January That's 2015. Correct. And correct. Met, Trey and I went, um, Dad went, and some other relatives went. And we happened upon Run Ron there, and the rest is history. Like, he's a he's a walking encyclopedia, too. So, Ron, I'm going to let you come on and talk a little bit about your background. I know you've had some touch points with uh, motorsports as well. Ron?
10: Okay. Well, uh I'm from around Indianapolis and of course I grew up with uh the Indy five hundred and those drivers, Sprints and Midgets and Dirt Racing. But uh I also got interested in stock cars, uh do Stock Car Racing magazine and water the sports would now and then uh show some highlights and features of races and uh, back in the day. Uh, of course, we only had three channels, but it was what it was. And happened to see uh, this 34 car was the television races that they televised, and I just kind of took an interest in the 34 car. I don't know why. Of course, like Farwell Roberts, unfortunately lost him, and of course King Richard, but uh, it just kind of progressed and grew and. When I was stationed at Fort Lee in Virginia in 1970, uh, went to a race up at Morgansville and actually got to see Mr. Scott race. Uh, I think he placed 14th that, if I remember, maybe 15th, but, uh, the only time I got to see him, of course, being from Indianapolis, we, we didn't travel like we do today. It was just different and, as time progressed, uh, my interest in the 34 car with Mr. Scott just became more and more. And, of course, he had retired due to the injury. But uh, it was always in the back of my mind. I kept following, kept moving pick up little things here and there uh, as memorabilia. And, uh, of course, as time grew on, I was able to go to more. NASCAR races and so forth, along with the IndyCar races, and I was at uh, the little museum north of uh, Charlotte Speedway, and was doing a the tour there, it was back in 1999, matter of fact, uh, my first year to Charlotte, uh, which actually became my homecoming from Vietnam, and I celebrated it, it still every year, been there ever since, it was 600, uh, there was a hat in there with the thirty-four on it. Wendell Scott, and as I was leaving, I told my lady friend, I said, "You know what? I gotta buy that hat. I just want it." So I went back in and I said, "Could I go back and get that hat uh, without paying another Michigan And well, they said, "Sure." And they said, uh, "Why don't you have Miss Sybil sign?" Sign it, uh, she was in there, and so I looked her up and she signed it, and we chit chatted a little bit. uh, Also, knew that she was the daughter. So that was a kind of a, you know, very interesting moment for me. And every year there's a kind of an old, I'll call it a modified, that sits out by the museum. Uh, I Put on my hat or shirt and have my chip picture taken there with that car. And uh, so anyway, that led on to uh, the Wendell Scott tribute uh, car that uh, and truck that was uh, raced at Marble uh, Martinsville. Uh, I went to that race and I was wearing my hat and shirt at uh, bubble one in the trucks. And I was down there by uh, the start-finish line, and all the celebration was going on, and just standing there and enjoying. And uh, Miss Subble come up and tugged on my shoe and pointed to my hat, and uh, I said, Yes, Miss Subble, you signed that at the museum back in 1999. And we chit-chatted a little bit, and then Mr. Frankie Scott and Mr. Warwick uh, came over, and we chit-chatted a little bit. And after the celebration, as we was leaving, I ran into Mr. Warwick out in the parking lot. We chatted some more. So that made a kind of a connection to the Scott family, which I thoroughly enjoy and uh, continued today.
1: Ryan, I'm going to have to interrupt Uh, you right here. We've got to take a station break. Uh, We're going to come right back, though, and you can... uh... Tony and and Trey, y'all can pick it up from there. But well, we got to do this. We'll be uh, we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
0: Start your engines. will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports fourteen hundred
4: and ninety eight three FM. Get
13: in the game! It's fall savings time, and your Cal down to kickoff starts now at Greer Nissan. Tackle a brand new Nissan Sentra for a low two twenty one a month. Score big in a new Nissan Ultima. now just two eighty three a month. Run away in a brand new twenty twenty three Nissan Rogue, only three thirty a month. Or low one point nine percent financing is available at Greer Nissan. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Keep up your savings at Greer Nissan. Call 864-479-1197 for details.
6: Baseball season is here. 2-0,
0: hammer, to deep left, back goes Seidel. Watch it go, it's out of here!
3: And the garden and Black are ready.
0: Swing and miss, got it, high heat 93. The pitch, it is hit, and hit well to left. Back on it goes post, he's going to watch it fly out of here!
3: Tune in all season long on your home for South Carolina baseball, the Gamecock Sports Network from Learfield.
5: Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide-format printing, full-color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848
1: and welcome back to start your engines and uh tony um what else do you have for us there i mean i, I wanted to touch a little bit on some of the other um drivers uh yeah. that you know like rajah Karuth and uh, we were talking about some of these, but we didn't mention one that I find that absolutely fascinating, and that's Jesse Awuji. You know much about him because uh, he's fascinating.
11: So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Trey or Ron to, to chime in on him. I'm not as up up to yeah. speed. I didn't mean to catch all you all off of guard.
1: Truck. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. Yeah, he, um So
12: yeah, he is a pretty nice driver. He's got the image, Smith is actually a uh, part owner of that team
1: that's an and, team. Um,
12: yeah Xfinity team I just, I just read an article yesterday about the work about the athletes participating in um in motor sports. well the and, thing uh, that I, the, the thing that I,
1: the thing that i find most fascinating with him he attended the u s naval academy he played on the football team he yep. was a a defensive back or a free safety and um Yes. And then he did seven years in the military, in the navy, and came out as a lieutenant commander. So, uh, I mean, this guy's got right. some uh, credentials.
12: Right, right. And so that's what uh, the whole article spoke about. Athletes going into motorsports. I mean, you know, it's probably a better deal. You, you don't, you don't have to run and get beat up on all the <laughs> <Sunday. laughs> time. It, it, it's probably more fun. <laughs>
1: well, he can probably have some good conversations with Emmett Smith.
12: Exactly yeah, right. He probably right. is. Yeah. So yeah, he's an up and coming star, and the uh, the Roger Caruso, uh He's. Uh, I mean, I don't know. If we're supposed to mention it, but he is uh One Just got Foundation. Is supposedly, going to be. Uh, I want to say, sponsoring that truck this season.
11: Yeah, it was last night.
1: Yeah. It's, it's out there. Mm hmm. But no, I. Yeah, I, I, I you guys promote anything you want to promote. I mean, we've got about uh, twelve minutes, so. Uh, you know, uh, this is a good forum for you to get out there whatever word you want to pass on to the, our listeners.
12: Yeah, okay. So another thing uh, that I'm working on myself is a, um, a 65 Galaxy, a 4 Galaxy tribute car to the one that has got and uh, my dad's union. And um, I have the car and um, I've got the engine. There's some connections uh, with Rouse. I was able to <laughs> Get me some components, and um, the car will be a. it be kind of a, a street and track car. Batteries. They have this series called the Fastest Street Car Challenge, and uh, basically they're race cars that can drive on the street. Yeah. So um, uh, that's what my tribute car is going to be. The uh, decorated as the, the 1965 Galaxy that Mr. Wendell Scott drove in many races.
1: Get the paint oh, right. That's, that's kind thing. of a metallic light blue.
12: <laughs> Plate right, light blue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's gonna be. Uh, I was hoping that it's pretty accurate. This is one thing that my dad and had to work on together. And uh, before he passed, it was, I started off in, I mean, years ago, 2018, 17. and uh, and then of course in the pandemic all that stuff came and things went wrong, but this is uh, I need to try to complete this mission. So that's one of the things I got to do. <laughs> and that's what it's in process right now, um and you know tony we are uh, we've talked many times about it about right. to get it going the funding. it. right funding. right, but it's, it's gonna happen no matter what <laughs> so if, if people want to help fun, it's, it's still gonna happen no matter what. I hope to get it out here Campaign it in the car show circuit the optimal battery circuit do these auto crosses and track days and uh, have a, a, a usable weapon. something that we can get out of here. And, you know, just try to spread the information. Because, you know, believe it or not, there's still people that don't know who this guy was. <laughs> so at work, I have it. I have a, as my avatar. I have a picture of the galaxy when Wendell Scott standing beside it. And just the last week, I turned into a meeting, and my, the picture came up, and the lady asked me, "Who is that? <laughs> and so I had to, every time, every time I have a new meeting with a group of people, I had this one person answer, ask me who it is, and I give them that story. <laughs> so it's a specific photo, and it just keeps on finding new interests, even 62 years later.
11: Yeah. <laughs> and um, on that note, if, if there's,
1: go ahead. No, yeah. no, I, no, you'd go, I, won't, I wanted to get you, uh, Tony, to, uh, Dusty, isn't there a Ray Arnold Foundation or something?
11: Yeah, I I was just going to bring that up. So we actually have a uh, scholarship. Uh, Actually, we got two now. We have a scholarship through the Spartanburg County Foundation. It's called the Ray Arnold Family Scholarship um, through the Spartanburg County Foundation. And we also just launched one with uh, my dad's alma mater, South Carolina State University. He went there, majored in automotive technology and industrial arts. So we just launched a scholarship there as well and um, information on how people can apply and, um, you know, uh, with, with that support, STEM engineering, those are the backgrounds that we're focusing on, STEM engineering and education. They can go to our site, arnoldlegacycenter.com or Ray, arnoldlegacy.com. Either one of those will get you to that information. And also, if you're interested in participating in the tribute car project that Trace talked about, you can send an email to arnoldlegacycenter.com at gmail.com and we're in the process of um, uh, corralling people figuring out funding and um, you know people who want to contribute skills materials funds that kind of thing and um, I know Trey's going to probably talk with Mr., Mr. Perry Hamilton and Frankie Scott on the blueprint of what it's going to look like and, and then maybe Ron you know on who's on he can chime in on that as well but just kind of get you know kind of get organized and figure out you know what it needs to look like and you know how do we, produ- how do we get this in production? So that's going to be right. um, available. Email us if you want to be a part. ArnoldLexusCenter at gmail.com I tell you, when, yeah. you
1: yeah. bell- when you get that car built, when you get that car built, I want you to bring it to Spartanburg so we can uh, build a show around it. That would yeah. be great. No, it will definitely.
12: Yeah, yeah definitely will. Mr. Hamilton, man, he's going uh, to come back to him again. That dude is a uh, he is a plethora of information in detail. I mean he's a he was in the he was in Vietnam also. I think he was he's an aircraft mechanic, machinist. So he has a shop Hamilton Motorsports and he did a lot with uh, motorcycle racing bikes and as uh, well as he's trying to build a little dirt track car or something right now, but that guy I mean he's uh I mean you could talk to him for hours. <laughs> so you, you might want to set aside a two hour show. <laughs> oh, we, we can do three. <laughs> three, uh,
1: yeah. We've done three yeah, we've done three-hour shows several times. Ron, you have anything else you wanted okay. to add? I, I sort of cut you off to do the commercial there, but I, I had to do it.
10: Well, uh, and I'll go up, back to the Hall of Fame induction to Mr. Scott is where I uh, first met Tony, uh, Dre, and the Scott family. Uh, and Mr. Ray, uh, who we struck up uh, an acquaintance, and it became a kind of tradition from then on that uh, when I'd come down for the 600, uh, I'd drive over to Spartanburg, and we'd have uh, lunch at uh, the Beacon Restaurant. Uh, an enjoyable time, and
1: I haven't been uh, to the Beacon since Wednesday.
10: Oh, <laughs> since Wednesday. Yes. Well, unfortunately, I haven't back since, uh, haven't been back since we lost Mr. Ray, but uh, sure had a lot of fun shooting a bull about racing and uh, most enjoyable experience. A wonderful man to talk to.
1: I'm sorry I missed out on him. i tell you what, and I was here all this time, and it's just, you know, I guess you can't, meet everybody that you need to because, as much as I love racing history and as, as much as Ray Arnold contributed to this area and, and with Wendell Scott, you know, it would have just been fascinating to sit down with him and talk. But, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. I didn't, yeah. it, did, it didn't happen, and I regret that. But, uh, so Tony, what else is going on? You, well, you or or Trey, or go ahead.
11: I think Ron was going to say something. Ron, you're going to be back down that way. Uh, I think, Ron, you're going to be in the air. Maybe you and Mr. Perry, would can connect when you go back down um, in May. Uh,
10: yes, I'm going to try to get with him. Hopefully this uh, May when we go down. Uh, unfortunately, last, since the COVID's been over, it's uh, expanded things more back with NASCAR a little bit to have more time down there than just uh, boom, boom, boom for the race. And that was about right. it. So. Gotcha. Hopefully get to talk to you and hopefully see you.
1: Well, yeah, if you get to Spartanburg, I mean we're uh, um, seventy-five miles away. I'd love to talk to you, and uh, maybe I come to Charlotte. I, I haven't been to the Six Hundred in a few years, but we've uh, um, we sure covered enough. And we, uh, I'd I'd love to meet up with you and Tony. If, anytime you or Trey, you got to come see the new Spartan okay. High. <laughs> I haven't even seen it yet. I, you it's, know what? I've seen it. You've been nice. Really You've been nice. there. Yeah. Yeah.
11: Not, yeah. Outside, not inside. Yeah, it's I haven't been violent. in either.
1: But it's a yeah. new home for the Vikings. Uh, so anyway, uh, you know, I wasn't a Viking. I was the last year they were the Crimson Tide. Uh, I left. The, I graduated in May of '70, and uh, I think the next class they, they switched switch to the Vikings. Yeah, we. Uh, uh, it was the Crimson Tide, and uh, football was Crimson Tide. Basketball was. Uh, Uh, the Redbirds and the baseball team was the Spartans, so they had like three different teams. But let's get back to Wendell Scott here. Um, He's a member of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, which was uh, a Mm no-brainer, and his family is still out there, very much involved with uh, 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 promoting his legacy and uh, making personal appearances and the such. Unfortunately, we couldn't get a Scott member. I mean, they're pretty busy, and this could actually be a bad day because it is the anniversary of that first race. And, uh, so, um, it just didn't work out that we could get, I think we had, we've had Deborah on before. We've had Frankie. Uh, I don't think we've ever had Wendell Jr. or, uh, or, uh, uh, Sybil, but you know, next year we'll try it again and, uh, and see if we can't, uh, land one of them. Right. I want to just
11: mention to like, they have a, they have an annual foundation banquet. Uh, it was in February. I couldn't make it this past year, but if people go to windowscott.org, they can find out everything about the Windows Scott Foundation, everything they're doing, all uh, the great work that work is doing in STEM, um, and you know everything that they are uh, continuing to do for their dad's legacy, and also our uh, rest in peace, Window windows Scott Junior. You know we lost him last year, so yes. rest in peace for yeah.
1: him. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, I, I had a a special closeness. Uh-huh just i mean i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that i was her a best friend she might not have even known my name but uh mary scott wendell's wife and i've told mm-hmm. this before yeah. and i'm gonna tell it again real quick when uh you know after uh, we'd go to these uh festivals in hillsboro and darlington and these different places and i'd come up to i'd come up to mary and i'd say uh Pam Greer. Oh no, you're you're Mary Scott because you know Pam Greer played her in in uh, right in right. the movie, and uh, <laughs> she just she just laugh she she laugh and she thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing, and I did too, and I still talk talk about it because uh, she was a wonderful yeah. lady. She was, yeah, yeah, very very strong. uh hospitable,
12: very strong. Right and strong,
1: here, bro. <laughs> well, look, look, we've had forty minutes of you guys, and I, I don't. I wish we had another forty, but um, unfortunately, we got to cut it off here and take our last break, and then I have some normal housekeeping I do at the end of the show. But we're going to do this every year, mm-hmm. so uh, I mean, as long as I'm doing this show, we will. And uh, uh, Greg, you want to say bye?
2: I just, yeah, I, I just want to say that uh, you know the Wendell Scott story and everything is truly amazing. Uh, a lot of it relates to Spartanburg and the foundation the stuff you people are doing. We're all for it. Uh, the tribute card and everything is fantastic. And uh, Wendell Scott done a heck of a lot for, for NASCAR and racing. And what y'all are doing is just yep. is fantastic. We're behind you 100%. And we'll go to the beacon or we'll do it out front of the studio, whatever y'all want. <laughs> we're all for everything. Awesome. Everything about y'all, this whole deal is all positive and one thing people forget wendell scott could drive a race car
1: that's no doubt about it no ifs and yeah. or buts but uh love everything y'all doing tony thank you trey ron appreciate so much y'all coming on the show and i'm serious as i can be uh tony you you line some things up you know just accumulate okay. some some uh guests or or so and just call me text me say perry uh I've got this, this, and this, and I, I'll have you on three more, time, four more. It doesn't matter as long as, you know, I, we do the local, I'm local, but we do uh, uh, current events, current r- results, which is what I have to do after right. this commercial. But I, I'm, a, I'm about the history and the shows about with Greg. Yeah. I mean, most everything we do really centers towards preserving I've written five books, and none of them are about what's happening today. They're all about history. Right. So that's what we want to preserve. And you just let me know when you want to come on, and you've got something. And uh, even if you just want to call in and say and give me five five minutes, you know that's fine. I'll take you anytime I can get you.
11: Most definitely, we've definitely appreciated and all that you're doing, and I look forward to having a, a reunion with y'all at some point. And thank you all for what you do and, and having us back every year.
1: Okay, well, thank you. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Trey. We'll talk yes. to you later. You will.
11: All right. All right. Have later. a
1: great one. Take care. Ron, give me a call when you get to Charlotte. <laughs> All right. Yes,
10: I will. Oh, uh, oh. I look forward to t- talking with you because I think there's a lot of history to discuss.
1: There is a whole <laughs> whole lot of it. Thank you so much, and guys. And bring
8: a lot, too. Yep. All right. Take care. Thank
1: you so much. We'll talk to you later. Appreciate it. Thank you. It. All right. That's uh, Tony Arnold McFarlane. I really wish I could have met her father. How did I let that one slip away? I just never heard of him until he died, and that's the shame of it. I, and right here way. in Spartanburg with a drag racing team in a high school. I mean, this yeah, is I mean, amazing stuff I didn't know about. It's,
2: it, there's a lot of things about that, and, and then people are doing a, a neat deal. Uh, I've just been amazed of everything that I've heard. I know we've interviewed him before, but uh, a lot of history. Yep. A lot of history and, and uh,
1: that people don't know about. That well,
2: people don't know about, it and they
1: need to know about. Yeah. Well, let's take our last break. We'll come back and uh, do some housekeeping. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
13: Get in the game. It's fall savings time, and your countdown to kickoff starts now at Greer Nissan. Tackle a brand new Nissan Sentra for a low 221 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Altima, now just 283 a month. Run away in a brand new 2023 Nissan Rogue, only 330 a month. Or low 1.9% financing is available at Greer Nissan. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Kick off your savings at Greer Nissan. Call 864-479-1197 for details.
5: Tracing
3: roots to 1832, Jani is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting clients' needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing services and solutions tailored to fit your unique needs and preferences to help clients reach their personal and business goals. When you're seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com, Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
8: The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well-known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also
11: offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your
8: grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297
11: Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday.
7: While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Suray or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or spartanphotocenter.com.
0: Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Yeah. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg.
13: No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood hungry ba 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 price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal single item at regular price
1: and welcome back to start your engines and other than me uh you know i was push i pushed the buttons great the first show you weren't here last week wasn't bad but it- this has been pretty it's like I forgot everything Tyler taught me. Okay, I want to do this real quickly. Uh, that first race, as I have mentioned, Saturday, March 4th, 1961, at the Piedmont Interstate, Interstate Fairgrounds was a day race. I was there. Um, I just want to give you the results. Listen to, listen to how they finished that day. There was uh, the, the, the race lasted one hour, 41 minutes, and 26 seconds. Average speed was fifty nine point one five two. The pole went at uh, 160, I'm, I'm a one sixty. I'm one at, at sixty three point nine two miles an hour. And Ned was on the pole, who won here more than anybody. Ned uh, could
2: get it around Spark.
1: He could Barber. three caution flags. The margin of victory was just over a lap. It says here six thousand people attended, and there were four lead changes. Who you reckon won the race? I'm not quite sure. Cotton Owens. Remember, he had that 60 Pontiac that he ran, uh, I think, until about 1962. He ran that thing to death at the fairgrounds and won a bunch. That was a good car. Cotton Owens started fourth, and he won the race. Richard Petty was second. The best finish David Pearson ever had at Spartanburg was third in that 59 Chevrolet that was your daddy's old car, or Jack Smith's old car. Yep. yep, yep. They changed it from 47 to 67. Fourth was Jimmy Pardue. Fifth was Doug Yates. Sixth, Ernie Gahan. Seventh, Rex White. Eighth was Herman Beam. Remember the turtle? Ninth was Harry Leek, And tenth was Junior Johnson. How about that? Uh, I'll go on down because there weren't that many cars in the race. Crawfish Crider was eleventh. E.J. Trevitt was twelfth. Thirteenth was Tommy Irwin. Fourteenth was Ed Livingston from Charleston. Fifteenth was in one of his first races, Charlie back. Believe it that or not. Sixteenth was Ned. He fell out very early. He only made 54 laps. Seventeenth was Wendell. Wendell made it 52 laps before Buck's old Chevy gave out on him. And last was Fred Harb. Fred Harb. Fred Harb. So you, know, you mentioned the name right there, uh,
2: E.J. Trivett.
1: E.J. Trivett, yep, from yeah. Deep Gap, North Carolina. Never forget it.
2: That, that, that popped in my head while I was kind of recouping. Mm-hmm. some reason, E.J. Trivick, that name.
1: Well, I think he's got Ken still around because I see him pop up on Facebook, uh, you know, on some of these old these uh, historic racing uh, chats that people get into. He ran a lot of races. He did a bunch of races. Okay. Uh, Xfinity. We haven't talked about Jeremy at all, and he had probably a very reason we didn't talk about him. He had a pretty forgettable race, uh, but he hasn't hit anything yet, and nobody's hit him, so he's taken home. Or taken, he's left the track with a car in one piece. Uh, I did hear him on uh, talking to Alex from. Uh, he called in when Alex was at uh, R.J. Rockers the other day, and he's got the same car this week. I just turned over to watch qualifying yes last night or yesterday evening, and uh, as he was on the track, and uh, at the time he qualified, he was sixth, but uh, he fell way back, and uh, we'll start today. Um, from, should have had it turned to this page. Before I got there, he's starting pretty far back in, uh, I think, nineteenth place. Perry,
2: can I ask one question? Yeah,
1: go ahead. While I'm and, fumbling and with these papers. Well, anyway, no, I, he's starting twenty fifth. He's starting inside of the thirteenth row, so he's back there. Go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. But uh, I was,
2: I was real disappointed in the way, you know, they got a Hendrix motor, and. I figured Rick would give them a good one or whatever.
1: Well, now, he, uh, that was, I don't know if they still got that or not. Remember, who was it, uh, Ryan or Trent Langster or somebody told us they rented that engine for $40,000, and that was at Daytona. I don't know if they're still using it or not. I have no idea. That's a good question.
2: Well, it showed me that, it tells me that, uh, Tony and him and Bill Boles are just as good as Rick Hendrix.
1: Well, very well could be. Uh, they, they've made a living out of it for a long time for these uh, dirt trackers around here. But uh, let me touch on the race last week, which was the Production Alliance Group 300, and that was at California. John Hunter Nemechek was the winner, driving for Joe Gibbs. Sam Mayer was second. Justin Allgaier, third. Chandler Smith, fourth. Josh Berry was fifth. And as uh, Deb mentioned, he's taken over for Chase Elliott until, uh, until Chase gets it back together. Um, Riley Herbst, I'm sorry, Austin Hill was sixth. Riley Herbst was seventh. Austin Dillon was eighth. Brett Moffat ninth. And Parker Klingerman finished tenth. Now, <coughs> yeah, there goes my throat. Um, Jeremy finished 18th. He was 17th at Daytona, so he finished 18th at um, California. He, I, I think at one of the restarts, he I saw him in sixth place, and uh, he immediately dropped back. You know, when they took the green flag. and uh, That's about where he was running all day, about, you know, trying to stay in the top 20. He was way back even further than that a lot of times. But uh, uh, the point standings, I mean, he's still, it's early in the year, but he's still in good shape. He needs a good finish, and today would be a great day to do it. Austin Hill and Joe Hunter Nemechek have won races, so they're in. And uh, they actually run one, two in the point standings. 3rd is Justin Allgaier, 4th Chandler Smith, 5th Riley Herbst, 6th Cole Custer, 7th Sam Mayer, 8th Joe Graf Jr., Ninth is Josh Berry, 10th Ryan Sieg, 11th Parker Klingerman, and 12th is Parker Retzlaff. And you know, they only take 12 cars to the playoffs in Xfinity, and those would be your 12 drivers. After that, 13th is Jeff Burton, Jeb Burton, 14th, Brett Moffitt, 15th, Sammy Smith, 16th, Josh Williams, and 17th is Jeremy Clements. Jeremy Clements is 11 points out of 12. So, in other words, he's not far behind at all. He no. can get into the top 12 today with a real, real good finish and maybe a little luck uh, at Parker Retzlaff, who I've never heard of until the end of last year. I don't know anything about him, but right now he's in the playoffs with 50 points. Jeremy's got 39, so he's 11 points out. And uh, he just needs to start doing good. And uh, if my memory serves me correctly, he's done fairly well at uh, um, California in the past. So pull for Jeremy. I'll give you the – that race is today. I just just threw my piece of paper away. Uh, I'll have the TV for you in just a second. It's uh, I think about 4.30 on FS1. Um, Arca Series is not racing. I already touched on the truck race last night. ARCA's not racing again until next week um, when they go to Phoenix in the General Tire 150, and that race will be at 8 o'clock on FS2. That's ARCA next week. IMSA, they're off until the 18th, which is um, two weeks from the day, and that's the 12 hours of Sebring, and we'll be talking to Mike Hill about that either right before it or right after it. Hopefully we can get him on. And uh, looking forward to seeing the the wheeling, Cadillac back out there again. Indy starts tomorrow at noon. So you got... um, Actually, let me take them in chronological order, time-wise, which is what that means. Um, The Formula One race at Bahrain is tomorrow morning, the Bahrain Grand Prix at uh, 9.55. About the time it's over, you can switch over to uh, NBC at noon and watch the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. IndyCar gets started... With their uh, 17 race season tomorrow. it would be very interesting to watch them on the streets of St. Petersburg. A lot of races. Everybody's getting fired up now, Greg. I know it. Uh, I'm excited too. Formula One results uh, uh, of the testing that they've done. Red Bull looks like <laughs> they may run away with it again this year. They are leading, the, they led the testing with Max Verstappen and. Um, The Ferraris are up there pretty good. You know, they won the last two races, the the first two races last year, and didn't do too much after then. They had some leads with late in the race and couldn't hold on to them. Um, I'm not going to tell my Bahrain story. I don't have time for it. But um, yeah, well, real quick, when I was in Secret Service, I went over there with uh, Ronald, with uh, Donald Regan, who was Secretary of the Treasury. Donald Regan. Yeah. We went to Saudi Arabia, bought a bunch of booze uh, at the airport when we left. We got the Bahrain. They confiscated it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's the biggest dadgum racket I've ever heard of. I guess they just shipped it right back to Saudi Arabia, and they, the same bottles keep going around and around. Because you don't drink in Saudi Arabia. No. Uh, okay. So uh, that's my Bahrain story. TV. Uh, qualifying for Xfinity was yesterday, and as I mentioned, Jeremy qualified 25th. He's way back there. Um, Today, cup qualifying is at 2 o'clock on FS1 from Las Vegas. The Xfinity race is at 4.30, pre-race at 3.30, and that's on FS1. Tomorrow, here we go, Formula One on ESPN from Bahrain. That's at uh, 9.55, call it 10 o'clock, until 12. At 12, switch over to NBC and... uh, you will have the uh, IndyCar race, the St. Petersburg Grand Prix. Actually, I think the, the pre-race is at 12. The race starts at 12.30. Um, yeah, yeah, 12.30. And uh, by the time that's over, actually, it's going to overlap some probably. Um, it may not with the cup race, which they have slated here for 3.30. So it probably won't start until, well, the pre-race is 3 to 3.30. So the cup race will, is, is on Fox at Las Vegas. So, you got three races with just about enough time to go to the bathroom in between them. That's right. So I, 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 good day of races. Got a minute, Greg. Let me do one more thing yeah, here. go ahead. Go no, ahead. well, I, I was just going to go for next week, but we don't have to do that. You go ahead. I'll tell about next week, next week.
2: But anyway, uh, the Sunday morning deal with the Formula One, yep. I, I, I've always, if I, I always said if I could do something else other than the good stuff I was allowed to do and, and able to do, but 4 ones always been a real fascination. Uh, it still is. And I get a kick out on Sunday mornings. Sometimes, you know, it's earlier. But I love watching that stuff.
1: Well, you know, Lewis Hamilton didn't win a race last year, and he's not happy about it. In fact, his teammate, uh, you know, I, I don't have names of the drivers in front of me right now, but did better than he did. He had a win in a poll. Uh 103 wins for Hamilton and 103 poles for Hamilton. He didn't get any of them last year, so he really wants to make men's. There's American driver. We'll talk about him next week. I'm not even sure who he drives for, but we do have an American out there. And uh, it looks like in two years, we will have Andretti, who is supposed to be coming in, possibly with a Formula One Cadillac. You can That would just be unbelievable. I've heard the rumors. Well, uh, we'll talk more about that next week uh, when we have some results. So uh, that's it, Greg. Great to have you back. Ronnie's not here. Alan's not here. Hopefully we'll get them back as soon as possible. And uh, Tyler, thanks for bailing me out there about halfway through the show when I screwed up. Uh, Natalie, get us a table ready. We're coming this week. And the rest of you, keep it between the fences.
0: The Blue Hose play here. Listen to Presbyterian College Athletics. Fox Sports
2: Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg.